You're listening to Understanding Disordered Eating with Rachel Heinemann. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and a certified eating disorder specialist. On this weekly podcast, we talk about all things psychoanalysis and eating disorder recovery. It's a combination of interviews with experts in psychoanalysis and eating disorders and some solo episodes where it will just be the two of us. The goal of the podcast is to help you try to understand a little bit more about yourself, gain a deeper understanding for why you do the things you do, and bring you one step closer to a healthier relationship with food and yourself. Hey, 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 episode 117. Now, before we get to the main event, we have a couple of really exciting announcements. (laughs) I love that I'm talking about it. So exciting. It's exciting for me. I hope it's exciting for you. Number one, drum roll, please. I am finally, finally, finally licensed in New Jersey. So that means that I can see people from across the state of New Jersey in my practice. I'm really excited about this because if you know anything about the New Jersey licensing board, you know that this is a big deal. So that's number one. Number two, I am doing my first ever solo webinar at the end of this month. So the end of February, the last Friday of February at 11 a.m. And it's basically for clinicians who don't at all or yet specialize in eating disorders. It's the basics of assessment and early treatment in eating disorders, which is something that I think everybody, every single clinician needs because if we think that we don't treat eating disorders because we don't specialize and therefore it doesn't show up in our practice, then we might be a little delusional. So if that's something that's interesting to you, you can head on to show notes. We'll have a link there to the flyer and sign up, or you can just shoot me an email if you have some questions about it. I am so excited to spend this hour together with you answering your questions, but also just providing the basic information so that you're confident with the disordered eating and eating disorder cases that come your way. Now, today we're talking about the idea of weight loss and why it's tricky. I think that this, my perspective on weight loss, more so intentional weight loss when I say weight loss, has evolved over time. So in the beginning of when I started treating eating disorders, if anybody so much as said the phrase weight loss and eating disorder treatment, or even just weight loss and health together, I'd just be like, talk to the hand, talk to the hand. I just didn't see how they went together. And I sort of disregarded anybody who said that they could go together. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with my former self, but I do think along the lines of literally every single episode that we do, every way that we think that it's a lot more nuanced, it's a lot more complex than, all right, that's totally wrong, move on. In order to understand this a little bit more deeply, I want to break this down into a couple of different categories. And one of them is excessive weight, a problem, meaning being on the higher end of the BMI chart. Is that a problem? Is that a health problem? obesity, that whole issue? Is it a problem? And then if it is a problem, what are the dangers of intentional weight loss? And then of course, what do you do about it? Now, I think it's important to go through 
we all know we live in a world that obesity has already been categorized as a disease. There has been treatment. I mean, we just talked about this last week on the pod about how being, quote, obese is grounds for treatment in and of itself. And there's an issue inherently with being overweight. I think that when a lot of the eating disorder community, eating disorder treatment community talks about this, they sort of imply that this is completely false. It is utterly ridiculous. It is a lazy way of categorizing people's health. Let's do away completely with the BMI chart. And all of this is just looking at things completely the wrong way. And I think when people say something like that, it sort of throws the baby out with the bathwater. And I agree with a lot of the points and I'll go through them now. To say that weight isn't a problem and that all these scientists and researchers and doctors are just a bunch of clowns is A, not true, so not really in good faith to say, here's what we do know. Uh, A lot of obesity or the entire metric of obesity is based on the BMI chart, which was originally thought up by a statistician, mathematician guy in order to understand statistics of bodies, which is mathematically relevant, but not necessarily individual health relevant. And so when we say that this person falls on the higher chart of higher end of the BMI chart, sure, they fall on the other end of the bell curve. But to say what the eating disorder community has said, and therefore it is ridiculous and there is no issue, I think is a kind of a silly assumption to make. So no, your point on the BMI chart, on that bell curve, doesn't inherently determine your health, but it is one point. And this is the key, that weight is not synonymous with health, but weight is a very big factor in determining part of the bigger picture of someone's health. And specifically, changes in weight, significant changes. So that can go for either one of the directions, but it is a significant marker. When we talk about markers of health, it's a much larger picture. It's all of the different vitals and weight and you know your blood work and all things like that are, are all points on the graph. And so weight is important, but it is only one thing that is important and is usually most important when it is when there is a significant change. So I say all this to say that someone's weight in and of itself is not necessarily an issue, but I don't think that shying away from looking at someone's weight, like a large majority of the eating disorder treatment community does, is doing anyone a service. I do agree from you know some of the eating disorder community talking about how the stress from being in a higher weight and discrimination and not being able to go to the doctor's office and not being able to sit in a chair at a restaurant and not even going to doctors because all they'll be told is to be to lose weight when you know they're really having completely different issues and there is a lot of stress from that and we do know that somebody with chronic stress is incredibly incredibly harmful for their health and so if we're thinking about someone who is going through that experience yes the stress related to their weight and the things that are really around surrounding that meaning how they're viewed in society, whether or not they're getting medical treatment. Yes, that is all important. With a little bit of an asterisk here is that this is not the thing that contributes to poor health when we talk about weight. Let me say that in another way. A lot of the 
wheat inclusive fat liberation movement talks about how the real issue is the stress from weight discrimination and anti-fat bias. It is true that there's a lot of stress. I don't think that's the end all and be all and saying that everything else related to somebody in this higher weight body is not contributing to poor health outcomes. Another piece, which it is what it is, (laughs) there is a very big difference where the fat is distributed in someone's body. And so someone who has fat all over is very, very different than somebody who has all the fat concentrated in their gut area. And I'm not saying that if somebody has all their weight concentrated in the gut area, you have to go on a diet, you have to lose weight. What I am saying is that there is a very big difference in terms of where the fat is distributed. I'm just going to say that. Meaning the fat or the weight is not inherently the issue. And we need to look at what's going on and where it's distributed, et cetera, et cetera. Now, even just taking that from, from there, if you are the kind of person, it has been suggested to you that you must lose weight in order to achieve health or whatever achieve means to work toward health, to not die. I don't know, whatever the doctor is telling you. Assuming the doctor is right, which uh, I think that it's, we have to take it with a grain of salt. Then you go on a diet and you try to lose weight, but here's the issue. When you go on a diet, you're probably going to be incredibly hungry. And that's where the obsessions come in, very related to eating disorder symptoms. The obsessions come in because you're actually very hungry which might increase binge eating, mess up your natural metabolism. You know, if you did lose weight, you'd probably gain it back at the end of this quote diet plus more. And ultimately, if you go through this cycle multiple times, we call weight cycling, it's incredibly harmful for your health. There's a lot of inflammation. So if we're talking about, you know, improving your health, then going on a diet, even if it works, is really harmful for your health. There are two different camps of people (laughs) who go on a diet. The people who go on a diet or go on restrictive diets, whatever you want to call it, they try to lose weight and it doesn't work because they're starving and they're probably overeating every single day. That doesn't work. Or you can be in camp, you do lose weight. You might be the small percentage of people who keep it off. Although like, let's be real, how uh, how many of those people don't have active eating disorders and things like that. But if you're not part of that tiny, tiny percentage, then you do gain the weight back. And again, going back to the weight cycling and inflammation is actually pretty terrible for your health. So even if you're put in a position where it is imperative to lose weight for your health, which again, question the premise, going on a restrictive diet is not going to be the answer. So let's think about it this way. Ask yourself, why do you want to lose weight? Is it for your health? What does health mean to you? What does a certain weight mean to you? How do you know that you're healthier if health is your goal? And also what's sustainable? These are going to be really important questions to ask yourself, not your doctor. Ask yourself. And then ultimately, the question about what does it mean to you to be a certain weight and what are your associations with a certain weight? And what do you think your life is going to look like when you are a certain weight? How are people going to treat you differently? How are you going to feel different? All of that is part of body image work that has absolutely nothing or not that much to do with how much you actually weigh. So these are going to be really, really, really important questions to ask yourself. But if you want some practicals, if you're like, actually, I really do need to worry about my health or need to, (laughs) 
you're already worried about your health, what do you do? Now, in terms of the overall picture of health, people like to say it's just about weight. It is not just about weight. It's about your entire lifestyle. So what's your work-life balance? What are your connections like? Are you doing things that you love? Are you sleeping enough at night? Are you getting in movement? And if you want to add in the food part, if you're, I don't know, having Wacky Mac two out of the three meals every single day, okay, like maybe add some fruits or vegetables here and there that might be helpful. I don't say add fruit foods like fruits and vegetables to somebody who's already having a sweet green for lunch literally every single day. So that's not for you. But I think when we talk about the picture of health, there are lots of things to do to change that either aren't diet related at all, or if they're diet related, they're very small and they're focused on what can we add as opposed to what can we take away. For example, if somebody struggles with binging, you had better believe there's a lot of restricting there. So what can you add? Can you add a breakfast? Can you add something to your lunch to make it more sustainable? Can you add food throughout the day? And then as a byproduct, the binging goes down. It's really all about perspective because when we get into restrictive mode, then our minds go haywire and we do not jive well with restriction. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening. Every single one of your downloads means so much to me. If this conversation is leaving you wanting more, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. You'll have the opportunity to reply back directly to me over there. Can't wait to see you in your inbox.